that's what makes it more real because what is AI? It's something that feeds off of data that humans give it. And what are humans known for? Being irrational. So it cannot behave in a way that does not resemble its master. Welcome. Before we jump into our interview, here's a couple words to look out for. CD booklet, detail-oriented, vividly, articulated, gibberish, frustrating, overarching, check in with myself, nitty-gritty, and choosy. Salawa. So I want to start off with a kind of simple topic and we'll advance from there to the complex subjects, the difficult subjects. So first thing, your English is really good, but you live in Morocco and before that you lived in Malaysia. And I've always wondered, and we haven't really talked about it, how did you learn English? How old were you? What were your steps? Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So the first time I was exposed to English was in primary school. We had maybe starting the age of eight, perhaps we had one class of English here and there, but it was very chaotic and not very consistent. So I didn't feel like I was learning, although I was putting in the effort. And then I had a computer, so I had access to the Internet although it was very slow, it's like the beginning of the internet. And I got access to music and uh, I had CDs at home of music with the lyrics, uh, you know, the little booklets. So I used to want to follow music and understand what they were saying. Although I did not understand, I sang anyway. So yeah, wanting to understand English came primarily from wanting to understand music. Yeah, I've been listening to music and trying to emulate what English sounds like and looking up words here and there. And I, I created, I was able to speak by the time I was 15. And then I realized that maybe I should learn in a professional setting. So I did um, a test in the American Language Center in Casablanca. And I skipped a few classes. I was really surprised that just by myself, my level was already in intermediate. Just from listening to music, reading the things online, uh, the internet, basically. And then I started the classroom learning, which was really great. I loved it. The teachers were great. I liked being with people from different ages. Uh, that was very interesting. Usually I would be the youngest in the class, which I enjoyed very much. Because, you know, talking to adults, you kind of feel like an adult. And it kind of boosts you as a teenager. And yeah. That's pretty much how I kind of tried to perfect my English. And also, of course, I love the language, so that helps a lot. Why do you think that you had more ambition or you picked up English quicker than some of your other students that you were in school with at a young age? What was the difference, do you think? Definitely listening to music a lot. I was a fan of rap and then I switched to rock music and then metal music. And the lyrics can be quite complicated and sophisticated. So I would spend a lot of hours listening and looking up lyrics to understand what is it that I'm listening to. So it's just from hearing the language. 
And then, of course, spending time on the internet if you want to have access to interesting content and to different perspectives. Most things you're going to be curious about are going to be in English. So it's worth putting in the effort because it opens up a whole different world to you. And always keeping in mind that English is the most widely spoken language. So having that in mind, I was like, oh, if I can speak English, that means in theory, I could eventually communicate with anyone, even non-native uh, speakers. Because if you're in Europe, the first language you think of learning outside of your own is English. So to me, I, I thought that was very useful. And now it's useful as so, well because I get to talk to you <laughs> with it. Yeah, we can. We can talk in... You just started learning Spanish, right? Mm -hmm. Not as of now. Yes, um, but maybe... Right now I'm learning Italian, actually. Italian, that's what it was. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yes. Cool. So I soon we'll be able to speak in three languages. I want to talk about when you looked in your CD booklets in the front and went over the lyrics and it sounds like you went word by word to understand the the meanings of all the words that you were listening to that's a very detail-oriented thing to do mm -hmm. do you learn like that other things like did you learn like that in school do you use that in other parts of your life okay so i remember vividly this mariah carey cd so this is how it started I thought it was what she was saying was mesmerizing. But the thing is that I would read the lyrics and I would only understand one word or two. So I didn't mind not understanding. I wasn't that detail oriented because otherwise you're just, you just get frustrated and you just want to give up because you're like, okay, I don't understand anything. So what's the point? For me, no, I kind of liked the feeling of not understanding, but trying. So it's like, if I'm able to read the word the way she said it, for me, that was a win. Even if I did not understand the word, even if I did not remember how it's written. So just seeing the word and matching it with the sound was already great. And seeing some words that were similar to French in written, but articulated differently was also very interesting to me. So it's not like I was that detail oriented, but I just liked learning something I didn't know if that made sense. And the weird thing is that there are some songs that I learned in gibberish that even now, even with understanding the lyrics, my reflex when I sing is to sing gibberish. <laughs> Not what do you action. mean gibberish? What, what like, is gibberish? It's like when you're saying the lyrics, but you don't know what it is, you know? Oh, so it sounds like the word, but it's not really the word. That's exactly. So that's what you do in the beginning when you like a song, that in a language that you don't know. But then, well, now you, I am able to understand it, but my mind cannot process, because I've sang it so many times, not understanding it. So now I still sing it as if I don't get the, the lyrics, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but I think what, what can be frustrating with music as well, especially with rap, is that there are a lot of references that are specific to the culture and to the time. And that's not great. There are still some things I still don't understand right now just because I don't have the reference. But when it comes to the language itself, yeah, I can I can manage. That's awesome. And I wanted to ask you a general question because you've done some pretty cool things in your life, learned a couple languages, talked about 
entering the language through music, for example, what is something like an overarching habit or principle that you go by when you make big life decisions about where to move or where to work? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I think for me, it's about novelty, I would say. If I feel like I'm called to do something, sometimes some some things just seem cool to me. And I make the assumption that it might be cool to everybody and that everybody would do them if they had the the opportunity. But really, it's just it's just about you. What do you want? What do you like? It's difficult not to take other people's inputs when you make those kinds of decisions because either you think you're very different or you think we're all the same. But it's really just, I have to check in with myself every time. And sometimes it's not even a sophisticated decision. Sometimes a decision might seem complicated from the outside, but to me, it was just that one option. Like, for instance, when I wanted to go abroad, I knew I wanted to go abroad. I did not have any doubt about the how or when or or what I was going to do. I just knew I needed to get out of the country, <laughs> regardless of, of, you know, where I end up. And yeah, things work out fine. I ended up finding an opportunity. I intended to go to Latin America, but I ended up in Asia, which ended was amazing experience. So yeah, I think it has a lot to do with intuition. I know we don't like to say that because it doesn't sound very intellectual and it's not something that can be replicated, but it's very true. Okay, so it sounds like a lot of interesting things happened just from you following the intuition of go abroad. Yeah. And so I do want to go into what your next intuition is and talk about that. But before that, indulge me in some nitty gritty details of the going abroad process, because one of the purposes of this podcast is to empower people to migrate, to travel, right? Despite the difficulties and the bureaucracy and obstacles that make it harder for people to travel. So tell me where you went and how you got there, how the visa and the passport worked for you specifically for your nationality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I used to work when I was studying in business school. I used to do volunteering work for this student organization called ISEC. It's an international organization that sends people abroad, either for volunteering or for professional experiences, like internships. And they have a division in almost every country. So you have people that deal with people coming in. And then I was in the division that was in charge of sending people abroad for professional experiences. And uh, after sending a few people, I was like, why not me? Why am I encouraging all these people and I'm not allowing myself to to do the same. So after I graduated, that's all I had in mind. So I, I knew I didn't want to take up a normal job and, and start building a career and be comfortable and all that. So I just got any job I could find just to have some money to uh, support myself on my few months, whatever I would end up. And then that's it. So that's what I did. And then I started applying on the platform. And then once you get accepted, you pay a minimal fee, which can be a lot if you're a student, but you pay a fee and then uh, the process starts. 
but before that, of course, you have to go through interviews. They have to match you with the right opportunity. So you were in what country? That time I was still in Morocco. Okay, so you're Moroccan nationality, Moroccan passport, and you started yeah. to apply for a sort of general student opportunity for travel yeah, without yeah. a country in mind. Yes, so it's a platform where you uh, where there are opportunities. You can either go volunteering, which is the easiest thing to do because they need volunteers everywhere. You choose the type of projects that you want to do. But for me, I wanted something that would pay. So, and I wanted to start building my career. So the logical thing for me would be to apply for internships. I would have loved to, to go volunteering, but that wasn't an option for me. So I started applying to any internship opportunity I could find. Technically, they are a traineeship because honestly, when you go, the work that you do could be an entry-level job. But for the sake of, you know, formalities and visas, it's easier to get that for an internship. And of course, the company benefits because they get to pay you lower. But, you know, it's not a bad deal when you just want to just want something. So you go and apply. And so at first I was a bit choosy. I was like, okay, maybe I want to go to London. Maybe I want to go somewhere in Europe, maybe. But of course, these spots, everyone competes for them so much. Because usually it's a lot of third world countries that want to apply and go to more developed countries. So with these things, you have less chances to be selected. So after a few months, I didn't get any interview. So I just started, I would wake up maybe in the middle of the night and just apply blindly on the platform. I had my CV or like organized there. I had my, uh, you have sort of like hashtags of what fields you do, what are your competencies. And then I just started applying all over the world. I applied, I remember in Panama, somewhere in Peru. And the funny thing is that I don't even remember applying to, to Malaysia. I didn't even know maybe what Kuala Lumpur was at the time. I just, like, that's how <laughs> blindly I was applying. I was like, anything at this point. And then I got an opportunity, which is what I wanted. I wanted to acquire some hard skills in computer science. And it turns out that the job has that and uh, they liked my profile because um, my last project was more like related to statistics which is something they needed even though I came from business school so I don't know things magically worked out it was my first Skype interview ever I only did one interview and I was already on board but the visa process was very very lengthy for Malaysia it took three months for me to get the visa done it was very stressful because I didn't expect uh, a visa procedure to take so long. And uh, after a while, I was started thinking, oh, maybe if, if I'm too late, maybe they they won't want me uh, on board anymore or something. But it turns out that later on, I find out that all my colleagues that were coming from the same program, it all took them very long to get their visas. So it's actually, it's country specific. So it's specific to Malaysia. I wish they had told us that sooner so that we, we would stress less. But yeah, it's a learning opportunity. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's out of your control. Why are you stressing over something that's out of your control, basically? Yeah. Does that answer your question or did I leave something? Yeah, it does. Thank you. Yeah, it's. Um, I wanted to just paint a picture about how you did it because it's daunting. Right. I think that moving countries is daunting for some people. Just traveling to a different country is daunting. So it's good to hear how you did it and that you were stressed out for three months and you came out on the other side. I mean, especially when you quit your job, 
thinking that you were going to be on a flight in the next two weeks. And then you're like, oh, I could have just worked a few other months and made more money in the meantime. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But so get answers before you do that. Uh, I guess you would do that next time. I didn't want to miss out on the opportunity. You told me about this recently. This is a total curveball, by the way. Prepare yourself. Uh, Roko's Basilisk thought experiment. Can you explain this to me? <laughs> okay. So, okay, if I'm not mistaken, this was an online thought experiment about artificial intelligence. So, you know how there's this talk about how artificial intelligence is going to rule over the world and that it's an actual threat? There's some truth in that, but there's also maybe some exaggeration. But for this specific thing, the idea is that if right now you don't participate in the building of the this AI, later on, the AI might retaliate because you didn't help me come to life. <laughs> uh. So it's like now if you're online and you see this, you might freak out because you think, oh, right now I'm, I don't support AI, but maybe I should participate in, in this grand scheme of thing type of operation. Wouldn't that make AI vengeful? And vengeance seems to not be a very rational thing. It seems to be an emotional thing. I can see, because when you first explained it to me, I thought that it was the AI would torture you so that you would yeah. help it exist. But what you just said was that the AI would torture you after the fact because you didn't help it exist. That yes. seems like an emotional human reaction. That's what makes it more real because what is AI? It's something that feeds off of data that humans give it. And what are humans known for? Being irrational. So it cannot behave in a way that does not resemble its master. I could have sworn we were known for being rational, but you're right. We're, we're, we're sadly both. You're like, well, you know, humans are known for being irrational. Tigers, on the other hand, there's a rational animal. Well, you know. Okay, I, I, need, to, I, need, to, I need to wrap this up, Salura. I love that. And I wanted to keep this in a time frame so we could go off on Rocco's thought experiment for a long time. What is your next intuition that you want to follow in life? Oh, as of now, it was very conflicting to me because I wanted to get on board with so many projects and all that. And then I started thinking, well, is it the right thing for me to, to just be scattered and, um, and have my energy to be off? Uh, and then I realized I should just, you know, relax for a while and, and be at peace. And then once I feel that my batteries are recharged and I'm more stable, that perhaps I can take on more things, if that makes sense. Because I used to feel guilty about taking time off. And then now that I thought about it, it's actually counterproductive to just be all over the place, actually. So, yeah. The, my intuition right now is telling me to just take it easy. Heal, relax, take it easy. Uh, I respect that. I support that. Thank you. But. It's nice to, to have but, a validation too. <laughs> but. Yes. I, but, <laughs> indulge me, okay? And keep in mind, I'm going to ask you this question. You have no pressure to follow through on this. But if you're holding a bunch of seed packets of ideas, of possibilities, 
Tell me one of the seed packets that you think you may follow in the future. Feel free to throw it away tomorrow, but I just want to know one of the things that you're considering Wait, following in the future. Personal projects? Yes, or career, either one, either one. Okay, that's great. Perhaps I would like to create educational content, maybe something related to AI. <laughs> Speaking of that, that would be great. Cool. Um, yeah, I would love to, to do something more artistic. That's in terms of, of projects. That's what I see uh, happening. Something that has to do with, with cameras, maybe video editing, and maybe tech in general. Yeah, that's one of the seeds. Cool. Might... Well, we'll leave it there as a seed for now. I hope that years from now, if you're pursuing that, my French is a lot better than it is now. And... I hope that you helped me with that. So thank you for being on this podcast and being my first guest. I really, really appreciate it. Salwa's English is nearly perfect. She made probably two grammatical mistakes and honestly, so did I. So they're not even worth pointing out. Uh, her English is good enough for you to learn from if she wanted to teach English. She mentioned a CD booklet. This is a booklet is a little book and it's put in the front of a CD case. So if you're really young, maybe you don't have any CDs. If you're um, older than 30, hopefully you'll know what CDs are and you'll recognize the CD booklet. Anything with the word let on the end of it is a little version of something like ito in Spanish or iño in Portuguese. Piglet is a little pig, for example. Salua said detail-oriented. Uh, this is a phrase people use. A synonym for detail-oriented would be meticulous. Uh, so anybody can be oriented in a different way. You could say I'm detail-oriented or I'm big-picture-oriented if you're not detail-oriented. She said, vividly, vividly. This means it's similar to detailed. It's remembering something as if it was real. I remember the dream vividly. This means I remember the dream in great detail as if it was real. She said, articulated. Articulate, to articulate something is to enunciate it in your speech, to pronounce every syllable and every letter slowly. It can also mean to move something, uh, like I can articulate a statue, and this means I put joints on the statue so the statue can move. And it could also mean just anything that's explained in detail. She said the word gibberish. Gibberish is uh, like when, when you speak, but you're not really speaking real words, you're speaking fake words, maybe like a child would speak, um, or a baby. So it'd be going blah, 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 blah. And she said it in the context that she would say gibberish when she would sing the songs and didn't actually know the words. Frustrating. Frustrating is a great word. It's a very common word. To be frustrated is a verb form. To frustrate and um, to frustrate means something that gets you stressed out because it's hard. 
So you could say, I'm frustrated. This means I'm stressed out because this task is challenging. So I'm frustrated. The task is frustrating. So maybe it's frustrating to speak to somebody who is not very good at their language. Perhaps you're frustrated trying to listen to a teacher who you don't understand. Overarching. An overarching topic or an overarching goal or an overarching purpose, this is something that has a, a wide reach. So you think of an arch. An arch is a curve that goes over a doorway. So overarching, kind of like an umbrella that covers a large topic. So an overarching explanation seeks to explain a lot as opposed to a specific explanation. Check in with myself. You can check into a hotel. You can check into a restaurant if you have reservations. And checking in with yourself is more of a self-help term. So I'm going to check in and see how I feel. So to check in with myself or to check in with a friend, this means to check on their emotional state. Nitty-gritty. This is a fantastic idiom. Uh, We use it in America. I don't know if it's used in Great Britain, but the nitty-gritty, this is kind of short for the nitty-gritty details. To get into the nitty-gritty, another way to say this, another idiom, is nuts and bolts. Get into the nuts and bolts of a situation. So if I'm going to get into the nitty-gritty of language learning, I'm going to talk about my habits, grammar, the exact apps that I download. These are nitty-gritty details. It's the details that are dirty and specific. And last but not least, choosy. This is an adjective from the verb to choose. This means somebody who is uh, maybe picky or particular. This is somebody who deliberates a lot when they're choosing something. That's it for Salawaz Vocabulary. If you took any notes or missed anything else, feel free to write us an email. We will mention your question in future episodes. Thanks a lot. I hope you enjoyed our interview today. And peace out. Peace out.